请按钮，由人工客服为您服务。这是 DHL 国际快递最后语音通知。您有一份重要快件派送，经由您接收。了解详情，请按钮，请按钮，由人工客服。Hey everybody! It is October nineteenth, Thursday, October nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. Welcome to the podcast. So, first, I'm going to have to bring up the idiom to raise the specter of to raise the specter of something because people really. Do, they, They're getting drawn into sides, and they really don't understand what what is happening. And so, I'm going to talk a little bit about that idiom: raise the specter of something. Then I'm going to have to revisit the clash of civilizations,、uh, the idea put forth in a book by political scientist Samuel Huntington. It was actually a foreign po- policy plan of sorts, which surprisingly the Democrats have dusted off. This neoconservative policy of inflaming Muslim sentiment toward the U.S. and towards the West. Also,、uh, <laughs> although Leo Strauss,、uh, the neoconservative political wonk of the University of Chicago, would be proud of this,、uh, it couldn't come at a worse time. And the Democrats and the left had to dust off something to bring out a major. Crisis plan to inflame a crisis because they're losing on all fronts. The agenda of the new world order is in jeopardy, and people are resorting, falling back, or discovering the promise of individual liberty、um, and what that entails. So I'll be talking about this and more coming up in a second. So let's just get into the headlines.、Uh, well, I will get into the headlines in just a minute, but、um, let's just talk about to raise the specter of something. If, if people didn't know what a specter is, a specter is like a ghost or a wrath,、um, it, it, you know, a, a spiritual being, if you were, that、um, is evil. But the idiom to raise the specter of something, and this is from the Free Dictionary, it says. To make people aware of or worry about something unpleasant, dreadful, and terrifying, and then we're going to go over to Merriam-Webster, where it says to re- the specter of something, a notion or fear of something bad that might happen in the future, and they have it as an example here: a nation alarmed, haunted by the specter of famine or war, news of a disease raised the specter of a possible plague. Now the reason I bring this up is because what they're doing worldwide is they're raising the specter of Islamic terrorism again. Now, and the reason I bring this up is simply because anybody can carry out a bombing, but once you—and this is what the the right did,、uh, the Republicans, the neocons, really. 
and I had a I had a long discussion with Perry last night, and he doesn't really understand the difference between conservative and neoconservative, um, because he was defending George W. Bush. You have to understand that to raise the specter of something, if you raise the specter of Islamic terrorism, then anyone can carry or raise the specter of communism or whatever. You know, if it's if you get people at a fever pitch, then they will. If there is a bombing or something, they will immediately blame it on Islamic terrorism. It'll be very easy for people to believe, even if the CIA carried it out or someone else carried it out. And they did this with white. They were trying to do this with unsuccessfully with white supremacy. They're trying to blame everything on white supremacy, even though that's not really an issue or right-wing violence, right-wing, far-right. They they raise all these specters for you so if something terrible happens, that they, you will immediately say, oh, it must have been them. So it's very easy to do. So when you raise the specter of something, and they did this in the 80s through media, through movies and whatever, uh, always showing the... Arab terrorist, you know, with a nuclear bomb ready to, you know, uh, uh, ready to do like in uh, True Lies or any of these movies. Uh, it was almost cartoonish, but then they put this all out in the media. And then when the bombings actually started happening, it was already front of mind. So people immediately said, oh, it's them. So they're raising, especially when you have Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI say, you know, terrorism, Islamic terrorism is back or whatever, you know, the FBI could carry out bombings and people would immediately believe it was Islamic bombings and who's going to look at all the evidence? Um, most people will not. And then I want to talk a little bit before we get into the headlines about the clash of civilizations. Now, if you don't know what the clash of civilizations, it's a notion or idea that was brought forth by political scientist Samuel Huntington in a book. The Clash of Civilizations and the Remaking of the World Order. And the whole point is they want to, you know, make the, the new, new world, world order. order. And so they need the Clash of Civilizations. So originally they had inflamed uh, Islamic or Muslim se uh, sentiment uh, into militancy and fanaticism by the CIA was funding madrasas in Pakistan to teach young Muslim boys about killing Western infidels. So then they turned them on the heathen of the communist Russians. They did this specifically to, uh, to create suicide bombers and because a fanatic will kill himself in his quest for whatever. And then there's this thing in martyrdom in Islam where they have martyrdom and what have you. So it was the perfect thing. So they found it easy to inflame uh, the Muslim because of he's already fanatic about the Quran. So they just put it in the madrasas that you have to go out and kill the infidel and uh, wage jihad and all these things. And you can even see that they were doing it in the school books in the Gaza Strip still uh, in schools, but also in madrasas, inflaming uh, anti Jewish and anti-Western sentiment. And so, but originally in the 80s, 
they did this to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan, but then they turned it outward to everything. And so then you would see uh, Islamic terrorism uh, blossom really against all Westerners. And they found that this was, um, this, this in the minds, raising this specter in the minds of people um, was successful because most importantly, you could justify funding. And, and that's the most important thing. And who knows where the funding goes, but if it goes into defense, you know, people will get kickbacks through through their investments or what have you. Um, but the, the idea, and it was really a neocon idea uh, raised by students of, of Leo Strauss, that they will create this dialectic, the clash of civilizations, and then out of it will come the new world order. So in any case, I'll just read this from uh, Wikipedia. The clash of civilizations is a thesis that people's cultural and religious identities will be the primary source of conflict in the post-Cold World. The American political scientist Samuel Huntington argued that the future wars would be fought not between countries, but between cultures. It was proposed in 1992 lecture at the American Enterprise Institute, which was then developed in 1993. Foreign Affairs article titled The Clash of Civilizations in response to his former student Francis Fukuyama's 1992 book, The End of History and the Last Man. Huntington later explained that his thesis in the 1996 book, The Clash of Civilization, the remaking of the world order. The phrase itself was earlier used by Albert Camus in 1946. Now, Camus is a French philosopher, a leftist philosopher. And in the analysis by several other people, and in, of course, the Atlantic Monthly entitled The Root of Muslim Rage. Um, and I'm not going to uh, dig too deep into um, all this. There was also a book by ba Basil Matthews, Young Islam on Trek, A Study in the Clash of Civilizations. So they know exactly what they were doing because they helped create it. Now, the book was only in 1992, but the war... Uh, in Afghanistan was in the 80s. If you ever saw the movie Charlie Wilson's War, you'd understand. Now, during this time, this is when the CIA was funding madrasas in Pakistan to teach, you know, it was in, in Western Pakistan to teach young Muslim boys, and then they would go fight jihad uh, uh, against the Soviets in Afghanistan. So they were well underway before either of these books come out. They didn't coin the phrase. We started, the West started it by putting the militancy into Islam. It wasn't in the 90s with bin Laden and all these other things. It was earlier than that. Bin Laden actually, uh, Osama bin Laden, uh, who died way before they ever said he died. He, he was the boogeyman that they you know, showed pictures of on TV and then they told everybody that he was the head of Al-Qaeda, which was just a database of Islamic fighters that the CIA had during the 80s. So, you know, I don't mean to, you know, digress into all this stuff, but th that was, we were building the Islamic militancy way before. Why? Purposely because, you know, to fight the Soviets, you know, during the Cold War, but purposely because the Middle East has most of the oil that the West covets. Now, what the West wants was to create a clash of civilization 
so then they could put down Islam and then take uh, control of the oil uh, fields. But in a dialectic, they wanted a synthesis, so it was the coming of the New World Order and to launch the Third World War was the ultimate goal. And then they draw the access between Russia and China and there are a lot of different moving parts, but this had been put on the shelf for some time, especially during the Trump era, because he realized that the West was behind Islamic terrorism. And so he made a deal with uh, the new prince in Saudi Arabia. They launched a coup, put him in charge. He put the lid on Wahhabism. And, and then Trump went after uh, the fanatics, which are really, it's not... There's certainly nothing to worry about because we've got the lid on it. We've got their number. They're not, they would show rows of pickup trucks with ISIS and that could be taken out in a second by A-10 Warhog or Hamas could have easily been defeated in 50 seconds by, you know, a couple Apache helicopters. Didn't happen because they build the narrative. Even Ross Dudat from the opinion pages of the New York Times says, yes, there is a clash of civilizations. And he goes into the multi-civilizational, multipolar, he argued with competing powers, modernizing in different culture lines. You know, it's modernity versus traditionalism. Uh, the balance of power among civilizations was shifting and the West was entering a period of relative decline. A civilization-based world order was emerging in which societies sharing cultural affinities were more likely to group themselves in alliances or blocks, and the would-be universal uh, universalism of the West was setting the stage for sustained co conflict with rival civilizations, most notably China and the Islamic world. Period. And then he talks about Huntington's book. All right, enough. Just want to lay the groundwork for you to understand the headlines. So this is from the, uh, also from the New York Times. New global divisions on view, <laughs> clash of civilizations, on view as Biden goes to Israel and Putin to China. Washington's strong support for Israel against Hamas is contrasted with Russian and China's efforts to align with the Palestinian struggle. And the global left. You know, it's, it's on a bunch of different lines. You have to understand there's a, a global postmodern left against a resurgence of conservatism or uh, individualism, uh, particularly espoused by like Bolsonaro and Trump and Malay in Argentina. And then you have um, in Europe, obviously you have uh, Marine Le Pen in France and um, Hungary, the president there as well. So Steve Erlanger, if you don't know, reports, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 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 as President Biden visited Israel on Wednesday, seeking to display sed steadfast American support for the country, which uh, even-handed approach publicly would have made more sense. But he didn't. President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia was in Beijing seeking to display no limits partnership with China's top leader, Xi Jinping. The two contrasting trips showed how vastly the global political landscape had redrawn Russia's full-scale full invasion of Ukraine. Come on. Now, this is what I talk about the New York Times mischaracterizing Steve Erlanger. It wasn't a full-scale invasion because if you know anything about tactics or strategy, 
Uh, Russia had no intention uh, of capturing Kiev, the capital. It was a feign to uh, make Ukraine's defenses pull back to defend the capital so they could build their buffer zone uh, along the Crimea and Donetsk. So he's a moron, Mr. <laughs> Mr. New York Times writer. You know, and even Russia got the green light from Biden said, oh, a, a limited incursion wouldn't be uh, contested. So Business Insider, Saudi Crown Prince snubbed the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, because he's a moron by making him wait hours for a meeting before postponing it. Was he waiting hours for the meeting while the rocket attack on the hospital happened? It sounds a lot like Pearl Harbor, where uh, the uh, Roosevelt administration kept the Japanese ambassadors waiting in the War Department um, so the attack on Pearl Harbor could be considered a surprise attack instead, or sneak attack as it was put in the papers, instead of allowing the ambassadors to come into the War Department and declare war hours before the attack occurred as was the plan by the Japanese because the Japanese are honorable and they did not want to do something so underhanded, but they wanted to time it correctly. And since we knew about the attack for Pearl Harbor was coming, we wanted it to come across as a sneak attack. So uh, the UK Express is, reports Israel Hamas war tipped to spark nuclear showdown as Iran on crash course to bomb. So this, see, this is the problem is, as I stated yesterday in the headline, Biden, well, the United States and the wonderful democratic foreign policy fanning the flames of World War III, dusting off the clash of civilizations once again because the support for war against Russia, particularly because of the risk of World War III, but because we had no national interest, was waning considerably. And so quick, we need to think of something. Let's dust off the clash of civilizations. And because it is a, an issue in the United States as well, they, it's perfect because we do have national interest in especially the Jewish community and the Jewish lobby in the United States. We do have national interest in Israel. So let's find another way to, dust off, to spark World War III where we have national interest and that is in Israel. Plus, we need oil. And since we're not taking oil out of the United States, um, we need it from the Middle East, so we need to protect the oil reserves there. Even though we're angering the Arab world by going, he goes and, and hugs Bibi Netanyahu, uh, which you have to understand in propaganda terms, that's huge. He didn't go and shake his hand, hey, how you doing? He goes and hugs Bibi. To Arabs, that just... That made them flip out. So the Daily Mail also reports Iran warns time is up. Tehran chilling threat as Hamas-Israel war dramatically escalates after Gaza hospital is hit in a blast killing 500. Oh, this is from this is from the 18th. Well, this is from yesterday. They're still reporting this, the Daily Mail. So the number of 500 killed uh, is not accurate. And so they didn't change, this is online, so they didn't change it. 
So the Daily Mail is involved in propaganda here. First of all, the hospital was not hit. It was the parking lot. And it, 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 it's, we're really not sure about who did it. Um, as I stated yesterday, certainly um, the Muslims or Hamas or Hezbollah or, or anybody else for that matter would have a motive to blow up a hospital right when in that timing, right when Biden was visiting and right when Iran issued, issued these threats. So we don't know who did it and it doesn't really matter. All right, things are becoming inflamed and it's the timing that's suspect. It's the same thing with the Hamas attack, why the timing was the way it was, why it was allowed to happen. Uh, and I'm telling you why the timing was is because they're losing, the postmodern left globally are losing and Biden is in a lot of trouble legally. Um, and, and they're on the verge of finding out that his pay for play scheme involved espionage that has to do with the documents and that he can be tried for treason and actually put to death. Uh, he's not far from it anyway. I don't think they would put an old man to death, um, but it would certainly change the political landscape in the United States if they found that the Democratic Party was not only letting the back door open for the Chinese, but if the head of the Democratic Party, um, ostensibly, is Joe Biden, and that he was engaging espionage against the country he's supposed to be leading. There would be a lot of people calling for his head. All right, Politico reports, Biden announces $100 million in humanitarian aid to Gaza and the West Bank. What the hell? Just after they want to pass a bill for billions of dollars to Israel. So you're funding both sides openly. Now, as many people have stated, money is fungible. So if they're going to watch where the money has to go to humanitarian aid, well, that means... Uh, the political party, Hamas, in Gaza could take other money they have and move it into military, um, you know, into military or terrorist supplies or what have you, whatever they want to do, building tunnels, you know, pay people to build tunnels, I don't know. So, and then um, Fox News reports, Israel approves humanitarian aid for Gaza's war against Hamas continues. Israel permit Egypt to deliver limited humanitarian aid. You know, they're, you're, you're, they're funding both sides. So do you see what's happening this here? Uh, you know, as I said, it's a clash of civilizations. You're funding both sides of a conflict. And they're gonna, you're gonna get what you want. You're gonna get what you pay for. So, and, and as I said previously in an episode a few days ago, if it wasn't last week, that USAID, which is a cover for the CIA, had given under the Biden administration four hundred million dollars to Hamas. So, I mean, obviously that it's not billions. You can't you can't buy fighter jets, um, but for hundreds of millions of dollars, you could buy more rockets, certainly and more Kalashnikovs and, um, you know, more RPGs, small arms, what have you, machine guns. So the Washington Post reports, war in the Mideast inflames college campuses and raises fears of anti-Semitism. Of course, of course. Anytime Israel lashes out militarily, you're going to get a rise in anti-Semitism. But, but you'll see what happens here. This is the Washington Post. Um, and the Washington Post, or the LA Times goes on to report, let me just get to it. Germany's chancellor condemns firebomb, 
firebomb attack on Berlin synagogue vows protection for Jews. Of course, Germany and all of Europe, this is what I'm talking about. During the pause in the clash of civilizations, when people worried about Russia or, or other things, they let in millions of young Muslim men. And, and Turkey was very smart with what they were doing. And they even said, if you don't do what we want politically, we will activate all these Muslims to commit terrorism. So you have ostensibly hundreds of thousands, if not million potential terrorists in Europe. So yes, you're going to have, and this, these aren't organized attacks. These are just showing the frustration of Muslims in Europe. So they attack a synagogue because of what's happening in the Middle East. It's a call to catalyst. So the Daily Mail uh, says, reports, protesters chanting death to France and England target Western embassies and tens of thousands take to the streets as anger at Gaza hospital bombing spreads across Arab world. Now the Arabs protesting, they're not gonna accept the reports that it wasn't Israel who did it or 500 people didn't die or the rocket hit uh, the parking lot and not the hospital itself. And that's the thing with propaganda. Once you push it out there, any corrections afterwards are, are uh, fall on deaf ears. War between Israel and Hamas raises fears about rising hostility in the US. Why would you think that? And as I reported um, earlier, war in Mideast inflames college campuses and raises fear of anti-Semitism. War between Israel and Hamas raises fears about rising hostility in the U.S. It's almost the same exact headline between um, between the AP and the Washington Post. I just want to see, did the Washington Post pick this up from AP? No, they wrote it themselves, and so there you go. If they picked up the AP story, you could say, oh, well, that's why the headlines are the same. It's the same story. And so the Washington Post and the Associated Press are raising the spectrum of violence and the funny thing you'll see what they're going to try to do here and i couldn't believe when this first came up but they will be uh terrorist attacks in the united states who knows who committed them but once you raise the specter of something people immediately blame whatever the specter was islamicists and you would think oh they're going to blame islamic terrorism wait <laughs> Pro-Hamas extremists and neo-Nazis flood social media with calls for violence. Law enforcement officials are concerned about attacks on Jewish Americans as well as Arab Americans and Muslim Americans over the events in Israel and Gaza. Are all the neo-Nazis going to attack Jewish Americans? Or are they going to attack Arab Americans and Muslim Americans? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> right? But they're going to get the, the neo-Nazi, they're going to get the far right in here somehow. You know, they're going to be attacks on Muslims and they, oh, it's the far right and then they're going to be attacks also on Jewish. Oh, it's the, the far left. Do you understand what they're doing here? They're, they're creating a cycle of violence in this dialectic that was caused by a lie hop in the Middle East by a bunch of propaganda. And so they're going to get the cycle of violence. And I was going to, I said before this all started to occur, I said, oh, they're going to, they're going to start up the school shootings again. I was wrong. It's not the school shootings. 
it's it's the clash of civilizations that they're restarting because I knew there would be a new because that's all they can do is is convulse in crisis from go from one crisis to the next and it takes everybody's attention and it fucks them up emotionally and then they can do what the hell they want. Uh, just Lane Maxwell can get off. Um, nobody will know who the clientele was for Just Lane Maxwell or Jeffrey Epstein. Biden, who is com who committed over his political career, committed treason to enrich his family, will get off scot-free, his son. Nobody's gonna pay attention to the fact that last week they dropped the gun charge. And so now they're just concentrating on um, some tax fraud things. And that has nothing to do with his pay-for-play scheme or the fact that he violated FARA. Mediaite reports tearful uh, Rashid, Rashida Tlaib, is that how you spell her name? Whatever. I don't think they, they got the headline right. Doubles down on blaming Israel. Biden for Gaza hospital attack and genocide at DC rally. No, that's the way her name is spelled. I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't follow the squad or Rashida Tlaib. Um, they're the mod squad and they are a construct. And if you didn't know that, it's like, we got an Arab, we got a, you know, a militant Arab, a militant black, we got two militant Arab. We got one Somali, one Palestinian, I guess Rashida Tlaib is Palestinian, one black, and I don't know where the, there should be an Asian in there, but there is, it's, it's a construct. It, the whole thing is a construct. All these people Maybe not Rashida Tlaib. She's um, she's an extremist on her own. So I don't think she need to be constructed as much as the other people uh, there that are obviously CIA constructs. So in any case, I'll just report on the story. Rashida Tlaib is doubling down on her unfounded claim that Israel is responsible for explosion near a hospital in Gaza, declaring at a Wednesday rally in D Washington, D.C., that Israel and President Joe Biden are responsible for genocide. You see what I mean? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You take information and then she goes out in the street and inflames tensions instead of being a reasonable politician who says, wait a second here, I'm not going to go to a rally on a loudspeaker on a PA and start saying genocide. I mean, come on. Nobody was saying when they were talking about when Rwanda was actually happening, nobody was talking about genocide then. And of course, NBC reports Gaza hospital blast likely a Palestine Islamic Jihad rocket misfire. President Joe Biden was in Israel on Wednesday. So those are the reports, whether they're accurate or not. I mean, I saw a picture of a crater, a bomb crater in the, in the parking lot of the hospital, whether that's accurate or not. I'm trying not to pay much attention to any news coming out of there and watching um, them construct the dialectic and so constructing the clash of civilizations and uh, uh, the divisive nature of this whole thing that it goes all the way down in every community uh, you know, around the world, um, it's having a global impact. So I don't really, um, you know. We got a lot of other news to go through, so I'm gonna go through it real quickly. Miami Herald, large portion of Americans doubt democracy and view violence as acceptable. Poll finds, uh, I, don't, I don't find violence acceptable only to defend myself. And I will defend myself. I don't, I, that, 
the problem is, is that shit like that just inflames people more. It's so irresponsible for the Miami Herald to put out a poll, to put out publication of poll. People look at violence as acceptable. And again, it is going to just bolster the specter of violence, the raising of the specter that, you know, oh, it's, it's Islamic terrorists, you know, even if you don't know who did it, you know. It's a Jewish synagogue was blown up. Was it the CIA or the FBI? Well, we don't know. And then they find some Muslim guy shot dead during an investigation. Patsy, can anybody say Patsy? Um, some other news, Associated Press, a sweeping gun bill aimed at tightening firearm law passes in, in Massachusetts House. It didn't do much. It talked about ghost guns. Who gives a shit about fucking ghost guns? But it bans AR-15s. America, America's rifle. It bans AR-15s, assault rifle. It's, I mean, it's not an assault rifle. It's a semi-automatic rifle that shoots a, a fairly small caliber round. It's a powerful round, the 223 or the 5.56. It's a small caliber round. So they're just saying rifles. We're not going to allow people to rifles um, with an AK-47 or whatever, but they always concentrate on the AR-15. Why? Because it's easily available in the United States and it's a miss and match, mix and match type of deal. Um, AK-47s are harder to get. It's a higher caliber, but less accurate. Um, but you know, this is just bullshit. It, it may very well be struck down by SCOTUS. Um, you're allowed to have a rifle. Sorry. Assault rifle. It's black. Black guns. <sighs> Black guns matter. Uh, Daily News reports far-right Twitter troll gets seven months in prison for election interference scheme. <laughs> the guy made a tweet that said, Hillary Clinton, what was it? Democratic voters can vote for Hillary online. Um, no, but all the CIA, uh, all the intelligence officials who signed a letter that said, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was a Russian disinformation. They don't go to prison for seven months, but this guy who just made a joke that I guess people fell for, uh, all you have to have is one person say, yeah, I went to the polls or I tried to vote online and it, it didn't work. I was fooled by this Twitter troll, far right. It's not, the funny thing is I've figured out what they mean because they can never define far right or extreme right or right wing. All it means is you're anti-communist. If you're an anti-communist or anti-socialist or anti-neoconservative, which is a liberal, somehow you're far right. You know, it's like you're a fascist. Why? Because you don't like communism. I don't like authoritarianism. I don't care what kind of label you slap on it. Times of India reports Putin sends jets with hypersonic missiles to patrol Black Sea. Um, and these are air-to-surface and air-to-ship missiles, hypersonic. And he was keeping this kind of weaponry out of theater for because he didn't want to escalate. And now he's bringing it in because of the other missiles that were given, secretly given to Ukraine that are now shooting into Russia. Washington Post reports Pence campaign sputters amid money troubles, staff cuts, and low en low enthusiasm. No, it's not. 
I don't know what what anybody was thinking with this friggin' wet towel. So ridiculous. Nobody wants that. How many times I was saying this in 2015? The mood of the electorate is anti-establishment. So putting in an establishment figure, you know, why don't you have Mitch McConnell run for president? The Daily Beast reports screaming court staffer arrested Trump told to simmer down in dramatic NY trial. It wasn't, he was talking, Trump was talking loudly, and of course the judge told him to shut up. What, he can't talk to your attorney? But he was talking loudly enough so people could overhear for purpose. And I guess a court staffer confronted Trump and was yelling things at him. Who knows? Somebody somebody was reporting that she was supportive of Donald Trump. I doubt that very much. I think it was another uh, Trump derangement syndrome person yelling at Trump, um, and this person was was relieved of duty because they had an issue. And NBC News reports put the Oval Office wherever he is. Trump fans say they back him as president even from prison. The former president's supporters are famous, famously loyal, so loyal that many of them said they back him if he, even if he's locked up. There is a, a sense of cult of personality because a lot of Trump supporters don't even understand policy, but it's actually the policy and not the personality that are getting people to back Trump. And if you understand political policy, whether it's foreign policy, foreign diplomacy, or domestic policy, like um, investment opportunity zones, you know, or closing the southern border, or, you know, other economic policy, he had Kudlow with him, who was kind of a genius in that regard. Um, you know, there it is. That's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Visit my other website, libpop.org. That's L-I-B-P-O-P.org to learn about libertarian populism. You can get a t-shirt there. Here's a Liberty Bell t-shirt. Can you see it? Um, or sign up. Uh, just learn about libertarian populism, uh, the way out of global authoritarianism, or I should say totalitarianism, which is coming. So like, subscribe uh, to the channel. Leave a comment down below. Follow me on social media, X, Facebook, Getter, Minds. Audio versions on Substack and rudysrevelation.com. Don't forget you're under attack psychologically, biologically. Um, stay away from the propaganda. I talked to Perry at length last night, and, um, you know, he's still on the Israel train. He's, he says he doesn't have skin. Well, he does have skin in the game. Um, he is Jewish, so most, most Jews um, favor Israel. Um, so, but I, I'm trying to... You know, he doesn't agree with me. I'm trying to tell people this is contrived for the a political reason. So, so the fact is the new world order agenda is failing and is about to collapse and people are aware of it. And so this is just another plan to revive it. Don't fall for it. Don't become partisan. Don't be, come down on. 
and I'm not saying, and he was arguing with me about Islamic terrorism. I understand that. I'm not saying that, uh, that uh, Islamic fanatics or militants are right. Um, and I'm not necessarily agree with the state of Israel on a lot of different things. Um, but that, does, that doesn't matter. You have people, two people fighting each other, uh, you want to bring the temperature down and get them to resolve their differences peacefully. And we both know that uh, Islamic militancy is inflamed by Western leftists or, or neoconservatives, which are actually liberal. So. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. the truth.